I will always remember. <laughs> I will always remember the day that I duped somebody as beautiful as Rachel to start dating me. For her, she should. <laughs> She should always remember the day she got that she lowered the bar one time <laughs> and never got it back up. This is the absurd journey of three church planners reintroducing familiar ideas in unfamiliar ways. This is the Bless Up Podcast. What's up? Welcome back. This is the Bless Up Podcast. We're back for season three. And um, I I apologize for the way we just dropped y'all. We did not give you warning that season two was ending. Um, but you know what it says in scripture: no one knows the day, the time, or the hour. And we we had a baby, so <laughs> season two just ended. <laughs> but Philip Jeffrey Hunka is Welcome here. PJ, 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 nephew, baby number four in the Hunka clan. Uh, the the one and only boy child uh, is here, and now we are back for season three. So listen, listen, um, today we're going to talk about something uh, that, that is called PACL. It's an acronym. I'm not going to tell you what that stands for just yet, but that's our topic today. And as we, as we get into PACL, <laughs> our starting question that I want to ask is this. Listen, what is, what is the guilty pleasure that when the opportunity arises, you will spend that money and and then you look back eventually on your bank statement and you're like, man, where'd that money go? Because you just forgot about it and then all of a sudden it dawns on you, oh crap, that's what I spent that on. Dang. Guil- guilty pleasures. That's yeah. what we're that's what we're going with. Yeah, but but like you, specifically you, you on this on this podcast want to talk <laughs> to your husband and your brother in front of the world I, about I I guilty I, pleasure I will, spending. I will hold up my hands right now and show you these fresh nails that I have that I mm. literally just did today. I will unapologetically go get my nails done and take no children with me. Sometimes I throw in a pedicure and the, and like you, you know I love you, but you don't even notice, so you don't even ask. And like I just oh, got I these, notice. I just got these. I notice on that bank statement. Nah, you, I don't you, notice on those hands. I notice on the bank statement. You don't notice on the bank statement because I drop that money in my cash app, so you don't even see when it goes out. It's levels to this. <laughs> Listen, if you yeah. Yeah, She's I admitting deception as well. <laughs> it's not deception. It's not deception. It's my fun money. It's the money that goes in my cash app, and mm. what I do with that is what I do with that. And mm. I, I go to Z Nails, and I sit and talk to Peter and Eileen, and and I don't even feel bad about it. Mm. That's my guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasures. I mean, I mean, I got a couple of them. One of them I'm working on very intently, <laughs> and that's. Uh, you know how do I say this in a politically correct way? Uh, I'm just I'm just large boned. How do I say it now? I can't. I, large boned. I'm a I'm a large American. You're a big guy. <laughs> I don't know the PC way to say it. You know I just I enjoy food. Yeah, bro. Mm. I, I just I just want to eat a lot of good stuff. Yeah. And you know in stressful seasons like I turn to eating for comfort. Mm-hmm. So like I'm a comfort eater. Oh yeah. Shout out my man Dan Clancy Energy Conservation. But comfort food will just it'll get you there. Man. And man like last year I found myself I'd I'd eat lunch at school during first lunch and I'd eat second lunch. 
And then on the way home, somebody, something would stress me out. And I'd be like, man, I just need to go to Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. I, I knew you were going to say it. I fooled with that Christian chicken. So I'd go in and get in that Christian chicken. And there's no school on brownie. Sunday, so it's always open for it's, you. It's no school on Sunday, right. So, you know, I'd go there. Then I'd go home and eat dinner. And then it'd be around 8, and I'd be like, dang, I need to eat something else. So I'm, I'm trying to If Food is a big guilty pleasure. And then wearing sneakers. Where I'm a yeah. I'm a low key high key low key high key I love my sneakers I love a good pair of sneakers made by Kanye West mm-hmm. uh, I love a good pair of sneakers uh, imagined by Michael Jordan imagined by Michael Jordan wait so listen I got a food question for you so Corey and I were talking about this uh, the other day at home like how as we've gotten older there's specific things that we are unapologetically bougie in. Do you feel like as you've gotten older, you're unapologetically bougie and good food? Like, oh. I'm not going to spend money on, on, like, mediocre food. If I'm going to spend this money on this food, it's going to be good food. Oh, it's 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 real bad now. Like, it's not McDonald's, it's Chick-fil-A. It's Chick-fil-A is the bottom, and that's what's bad. Yeah, now. absolutely. Right, right. Absolutely. Chick-fil-A right. is, like, yep, the I entry point. It's the entry point into my eating. Mm-hmm. Just on the north, and I will, I will drive for it. There's mm-hmm. this pizza place down in the Amish country. Uh, down in Sugar Creek called Park Street Pizza. What is this? Listen, Park Street Pizza is fire. Mm. This is pizza by the Amish. Everything's oh. super fresh. I can get a glue. It's the greatest gluten-free crust. Okay, that's where you lost me. <laughs> Listen, you wouldn't even know. I could put it in front no, of you right now. I don't now. believe you. You wouldn't even know. They have a chicken bacon ranch pizza that's Ooh, crazy. I need to try this. Like, their wings, out of control. Oh. I legit. Like, I could probably hit Julia Right now and be like, yo, tomorrow we're driving to Sugar Creek for this pizza. Like, I will drive. I live in Akron. I will drive an hour and ten minutes. Oh, my gosh. Is that how long it takes you? It takes me an hour and ten minutes to get to Sugar Creek. That's the devil. And I will drive an hour and ten minutes to Park Street Pizza. Listen, that's dedication. To eat that that pizza. So then then your guilty pleasure is even further because now you're spending money on gas. I'm spending money on gas. And I don't even, like, like, I could probably text Julia. And I don't think she would think twice. Like, we're going to the Amish country to get that pizza. Like, it's it's just that real. Mm. I mean, I need to try this. I mean, I had a I had a friend at one time. I guess we're friends anymore. I haven't seen him in many years. But <laughs> this dude would hop in his Cadillac, and I went with him once. But he would legit drive to Pittsburgh. Oh, oh for um, he would legit drive to Pittsburgh. For pizza at this place called Uno's. Oh and it gosh. wasn't even to get the pizza at Uno's. It was to get like this cookie sandwich dessert. Oh Ooh. my gosh. And we'd be two hours in a whip. This dude would just hit us and be like, what you doing? And at that time in life, I was like, nothing. Nothing. Time, alone, just uh, nothing. He's like, you want to go to Pittsburgh? Sure. Sure. Yeah. And we go. What are we doing? We go to Uno's. Eating a cookie sandwich. Eat the cookie sandwich. Sounds good. Use the bathroom. Turn right back around. Oh my gosh. Like, oh my gosh. That's next level. That's next that level. That is packle, next level. Bro. Turn right back around. That is next level, Paco. I what you got over there, homie? I, I so I, I'm in full hearted alignment uh with my brother over here. Food is number one. Like that is like I'll load up I'll load up two hundred bucks on the Cash App in like a couple weeks. I'm like, where did all of it go? And then I just see all these food transactions. I'm like, dang, bro. I really did that. That is number one. The other one, the other one for me, honestly, is uh, is is sports cards. 
Oh uh, my gosh! I, relax. Yes, it is. You got in the sports cards, bro. You dove I know, in. Bro. I know, bro. It's it happened, right? I grew up with it, though. You know what I'm saying? Like I grew up with it. I remember the days of uh, of my father uh, running a, a sports card sh- uh, shop, and so you know, I remember like Saturdays is when I looked forward to to spending spending that little you know dollar two dollar allowance money and and getting a pack of cards. Like I, I wish that's what it. I remember that. And then what happened? What happened was during the pandemic when everybody was stuck inside everybody got back into you know their old like memorabilia collectible type things and uh i got into it my brother-in-laws got into it my uh extended family got into it and it's just you know and then and then the i think the thing that pushed it over the top was i told my dad we were getting back into it and he was like why don't you go crawl under the house so I crawled under the house, and there it was—like the most massive collection of old sports cards I've massive. ever seen. Like, and uh, and we started going through that, and you know, the rest is history. Now, like, now, like, I don't know if you're hip to the market now. Like, you gotta like catch the drops, bro. Like, like to buy cards now. Like, it's like you gotta like catch it like sneakers now like the sneakers up. like yeah, yeah exactly like as soon as you as soon as that notification hits your phone it doesn't matter if you asleep you better wake up like he does too he wakes up relax relax we're not like it's you, crazy let me let me cr- he doesn't hear the baby <laughs> he doesn't hear the baby <laughs> let me leave let me leave but he with hears how much the nah, discord he hears all the right, discord all right all right all right all right you don't need to be putting people's <laughs> secrets out there other people's business this is not this is this is not about that he's got like a nighttime but ear honestly Discord. honestly like because i hit you know because, because in the moment you don't think about what you're spending you're just like ah, i gotta like hurry up and push these buttons and then you know after the fact you're like so how much did i end up spending just now and you're like oof, that adds up fast so um yeah so that's that's what that's definitely my um that's definitely my guilty pleasure spending uh food and cards is is 100 percent what you know what any flexible like what any flex financial flexibility I have, that's where that's where it goes missing for sure. You know, you guys both offered two, so in the sake of just like giving you my my second one, um, it's un- oh no 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 what you spend on nails is plenty. That's, oh no, but it's undoubtedly plenty. cold brew. I take I take a cold <laughs> brew with me to go get my nails. Oh I drove my to Akron one day just because Compass Coffee posted their cold brew flight that you could come and pick. Them. I I drove up to Akron and was like, let me get this. I would love this. This sounds amazing. Shout out to Compass. Shout out to yeah. Compass Coffee. Compass. Oh, walkie talkie. When they change up their menu, I'm like, let me try oh. this. Like, I, I love cold Shout brew. out to the homies. I have in my Amazon cart right now. I haven't bought it because I'm waiting. But I literally have a thing to make my cold brew at home in hopes of spending money, knowing undoubtedly that I still will be going and buying a pumpkin cream cold brew. Yay. Cold brew gets me. What a time to be alive. So, um, so this idea of Packle. Uh, Corey, this came out of a conversation that you were having. So you wanna, you wanna um, give us the pleasure of telling us what Packle is? Yeah. So, um, so it was a conversation that uh, I was having uh, with with your father. Actually, uh, shout out to Big Steve. Big Steve. Um, uh, about uh, about spending habits or people spending habits or you know Not like mine. budgeting. Yeah, uh, just people's <laughs> unknown peoples that we would have been talking about. <laughs> Um, on a Wednesday night, what, uh, but yeah, we're talking about people spending habits and talking about, um, you know, budgeting and thing and things like that. And he introduces this, this term to me and he's, he's like, well, that's, you know, that's your packle money. And I was like, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get like up to date on all of these <laughs> like accounting terms and like, you know, 
money spending terminology. You know, I'm trying to, I'm like, is this an investment thing? Is this a stock? Like, is this a stock that I'm, I should be paying attention to? Like, what is, what is PACL? And he's just, he, he's like, oh, you don't know what PACL is? He's like, PACL is an acronym, stands for pissed away, can't locate. And I'm like, huh? He's like, it's the money that like, you just like, you just spend Sometimes, like, subconsciously and, like, unknowingly, it's, like, yeah. just the money that, like, goes missing. But when you add up the money that, you know, you just kind of casually or flippantly spend on, like, random things and you put it all together, you realize how much of – how large of a percentage of your budget is is packle. It's, like, random crap that, like, honestly, you'd be better off just, like, not doing it or not spending it. And because it's little or because it's in the moment, we don't really think about it until we get that bank statement at the end of the month and we check it and we're like, oof, like, dang, we really, uh, we really got to, like, like, like get better at this, right? And I think that that, where that, you know, where that kind of has led us as a team is we've started is we've started having um bigger conversations about um that biblical principle right where this comes from scripturally the idea of stewardship um but not just the idea of like stewarding your finances well but stewarding your time well stewarding your relationships well like what are those relationships what are those what are the uh those things that you do that take up time or the things that you spend money on that honestly it's just packle it's just pissed away can't locate like it has no no eternal ripple effect it's just like you know it's time wasted it's relational capital wasted it's money wasted so that's that's where we're coming from with that you know when I, when I think about, like, what ends up getting sacrificed from your packle, like, what ends up getting sacrificed from the stuff that you have just wasted, the, the money, the time, the resources, whatever it might be, like, what ends up getting gypped? And when I think about it in relation to time, um, you know, it's funny, like, in uh in the western church specifically like we have this like rise and grind idea this like thought that like every moment has to be like grinding or you are wasting your time you're wasting your potential you're wasting this you're wasting that well in the church like we've just decided that like in the 10 commandments the one we're willing to just like shove aside is sabbath and when it comes to like time that you can't locate time that you can't figure out what you did with it the thing that we jip is our sabbath we jip our sabbath we jip our rest we jip our families we 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 just shove all that aside because in the name of grind culture i need to show specifically like i need to show that i'm doing this stuff like if i don't put on my instagram that i'm working 24 7 well, then people are going to think I'm lazy. They're going to think this. They're going to think that. Like, if my social media isn't up to par, if, like, somebody walks into the office and I'm not sitting there, or if I don't, if I don't like, Instagram that I sat in the office today, nobody, you know, like, like receipts or it didn't happen, right? Like, we have to, like, have this idea that, like, uh, that restful time is wasted time. Like, that's what we have like instilled in us and and that's what we end up jipping is our rest and when we jip our rest because we've just like you know to use the to use the packle phrase like because we pissed away the rest of our time in our day like all of a sudden we are depleted on just a whole new level 
So when we just like trash our time, when we waste our time, when we waste our resources, when we waste whatever, there's something else that is getting gypped and ruined in that process. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we started a few weeks after third street. Yeah. We started mm-hmm. like so two or three weeks after third street. Mm-hmm. So we're getting ready to do like our, like annual meeting, like our community meeting where we have people come together and we basically say, Hey, here's what happened in the last year. Here's what we're looking forward to for the next year. And this year, like, a lot's happened. So, like, we're putting together, like, an info packet, like a document, basically, to say, like, hey, here's everything that happened in the last year. And I was, like, trying to figure out, like, what to send old Jonathan, the graphic artist, to <laughs> to put in the statement. And at first, I was like, man, maybe we'll, like, put things from our statement of faith. Or maybe we'll put some of our values to remind people. Or maybe we'll put some other things. But man, I started thinking and I was like, man, our real true statement of faith, our statement of what we believe is what we spend our time on and what mm-hmm. we spend our money on. Yep. And for all of us, like the great theological document of our lives is really our calendar and our bank account. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like as American citizens, like it comes down to the brass taxes, like what we value is on our calendar. Mm-hmm. It's what we spend our money on. Mm-hmm. And I think like, yeah. The things that we piss away our money on really, truly, like, as Jesus would say, like, that's where our heart lies. Like, where our treasure is is where our heart lies. Yeah, and that's where our heart lies. I remember, uh, I I think of, I'll I'll paraphrase uh, the story in scripture of a young, wealthy individual Mm. who encounters Jesus. And he's like, he's like, man... He must have been pretty confident in the way that he lives his life, right? Because he's like, he's like, so what is it, teacher, that I got to do to like inherit the kingdom of God? In his mind, he's like, he's like, because I know I got that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I've done that. I am a very accomplished individual. If you haven't heard, and uh, you know, Jesus is like, Jesus, like, you want, you want me to, um, to assess that? Show me your, show me your actions, right? And he's like, my actions are great. Like, I I obey. Like, I do the things that I'm supposed to do. And Jesus is like, no, 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 no. Let me get more specific. Let me see your bank account. Let me see your bank statement. Right? He's, it's, it's, it's a paraphrase, right? He's, what he really says is like, it's like, you have many things. Like, go, go and give everything away. Like, give everything away and follow me. The text says he went away sad because he knew he had a whole lot of things, right? So Jesus pushes it a step further. He's like, let me see your actions. My actions are good. Mm, let me see your bank statement, right? Because the reality is, like, if you want to communicate to me what it is that you care about or what it is that you do, don't tell me with your words. Like, let me see, let me see that bank account, right? If you ever wonder about yourself, like, I wonder, like, man, like, what do I do? Like, what do I do with my time? What do I do with my resources? Like, what are the things that, like, if somebody were to look at my life, what would they say that I care about? Go look at your PNC statement. Go look at your Huntington statement. Like, I, I and honestly, man, I hate that that's true. Like, to be clear, like, I hate that that's true. I remember, I remember uh, our first year of, uh, of church planning. 
first year that Third Street had Sunday services. And the network that we were a part of at the time challenged us to do uh, a series on financial stewardship. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do a series on financial stewardship. And I pushed back. I was like, I was like, because we're, I don't like, we're, we're young. Like we're a baby church. I don't want to do it so early that like people assume we're just the latest church to come out and like just try and get a bunch of money to like raise salaries and do all this kind of stuff. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not playing that game. So like, no, I'm not going to do it. And they're like, just do it. And I was like, no, like, and we, we have this back and forth. And so finally, like I, I hit, I hit this agreement with him. I was like, all right, I'll tell you what I said, we'll do, we'll do a short series, three week series on the biblical concept of, I believe it was specific to financial stewardship. If I'm not, if I'm not, I mistaken. do not remember. I know the series you're talking about, but I don't remember. So, so I was like, I'll do three weeks on what Jesus actually says about financial stewardship, about spending habits, about money. And if we don't see a difference in people's generosity, no measurable difference happens in people's generosity, then you will never suggest to me ever again that we do a stewardship series. They're like, fine. So we did it. You know what happened, bro? Yep. There were measurable differences in people's generosity. I hate that it's true. I hate that it's true, but it is true. When you remind people or when you challenge people or encourage people like to look at how they've stewarded their time, their money, their resources, we realize how much packle we really have. Yeah. I think I think for me, like what I'm learning so much as we like try to expand as a church and we try to figure out what it really means to reach our neighborhood. And with that comes like, yeah, it's going to cost more money. It just flat out means like, yeah, we're getting into a new space and we're adding more ministries, which means we need people to manage those. Because at the end of the day, like you can have the best idea ever, but like your investment is in people. People Mm -hmm. connect Mm -hmm. to people. Yep. So we have to invest in people so that they can connect to people for the sake of the gospel. So we have to hire staff members and yep. everything just continues to expand. And at first I was like, man, like, God, you're going to have to, like, bring some people who can give, like, a whole ton of money. God, mm-hmm. like. Or bring these scratchers. Multiply. Jesus. Multiply the doctors. Oh, yeah. And indeed. Or the, or the scratch offs. <laughs> give us that lottery ticket, Jesus. We need it. <laughs> but then the more we started, like casting vision and sharing vision man like the reality is like we are jesus teaches us in the parable of the widow's might to be like the widow and what made the widow's gift special was that she gave what she had Mm -hmm. like she gave all that she had to jesus and jesus multiplied that and jesus said like that's that's the gift i want you to give this is the one and the reality is like as a community of believers like what happens when we all embody and embrace being the widow and we all give the widow's might? Mm-hmm. Man, if a hundred people are given a couple pennies, that means you get a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, like, I believe that, like, God multiplies that, God sees that, and God enables, like, movement to happen from that. Yeah. When we all give a little, I think that transitions to time as well. Absolutely. Transitions to time as well. Like, we were talking earlier, like, 
the classic church, the operating system of the church mm-hmm. is an 80-20 operating system. Yep. Like 20% of the people do, do 80%, 80% of the, of the work. work. Yep. And if we're going to keep it real, it's really like a 90-10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like 10% of the people do 90% of the work. Mm-hmm. But what in the world happens when everyone does a little? Mm-hmm. Like we're, we've stopped calling our like, so we cut the language of volunteers like from up front. And we started talking like we've using the language of family commitments. Mm-hmm. Like Zach says often, he's like, I'm a dad. So like, I hate when people say to me, like, you're babysitting your kids. He's like, I'm not babysitting I'm, my I'm kids. Parenting. He's like, I'm their parent. Yeah. The reality is, as the church, like we're as the family of God, we're not volunteering. Mm-hmm. It's a family commitment. Like yeah. we're a family together. We yeah. all need to take care of our kids. Yeah. We all need to do set up and tear down if that's necessary. Mm-hmm. We all need to engage in the ministries that are happening. Mm-hmm. And when we all take up family commitments, then as a family together, we're able to be the light of Jesus and yeah, in measurable ways. Yeah. Yeah. I I was just thinking when you were talking about that story about the widow, it it got me thinking about the gospels in general and i'm trying to think like trying to remember as a whole um and correct me if i'm wrong or i mean i'll go back and i'll go back and read and figure it out because now i'm just curious you 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 peak some curiosity in me um i think in the gospels that time and time again the people who are most generous with their resources are the widows and the children and the people who are most often rebuked are the disciples about their generosity. And, and I, and I think there's such a good lesson in that is like, you know, gosh, like, I mean, I obviously do not know. And by the grace of God, hopefully I, I never will like the mentality of a widow, but like, I can imagine that like as a widow, like you have lost everything. And, and so the uh, you know the idea of being generous with what you with what you have could be scary because especially in biblical times, well, what like, do I have? Like, well, in, I mean, in biblical times, like there's so much that women weren't allowed to do, and and your husband and and the man, he was the one with the job, he was the one with everything else. Your job as a woman was to uh, give your husband a son um, and to manage your home, and you were not only were you not expected to do more, but you were not allowed to do more. And so a generous widow, oh my gosh, like that's wild, it's but it's, concept. but it's seen. And then, you know, like in the feeding of the 5,000, it's the little boy who presents his lunch. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. He presents his whole lunch to Jesus yeah. and the disciples are like, we got nothing. We don't have anything. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the woman with the alabaster jar who like shatters that like extremely expensive uh, jar in the essence of nard and she uh, anoints Jesus and then she gets rebuked by the disciples for doing it. They're like, what a waste. You know, there's continuously um, these women and these children who are giving everything. And then there's these men who are the head of the households, right? Like we can't be hard on the men. For what they're saying and what they're thinking, when they're like, "That's wasteful. That should have been done this way. It should have been, because it was the responsibility of the men to carry the, the entire house, mm-hmm. you know." So, like, we could, it's easy for us to read it and be like, "Oh, they weren't being generous. Look at these disciples. Look at their mentality." But like, re, really, really, like, you guys are dads. You guys are husbands. You got kids. You got families. Like, you at times, absolutely. Even though, like, like Julia works, I work. Like, you know, we're two income households. But, like, still, I've heard Corey say so many times, like, this feeling of, like, you're shouldering everything. 
And that's what these men are feeling. And so they have this like, like this hoarding mentality of like, well, I don't have that much to give because do you know these bills I got to pay? Do you know these? Do you know the medical bills of my kids? Do you know the the activities of my kids? Do you know the after school programs they're in? Do you know the the extracurriculars they're in? Do you know this, this, this? this? It's so easy to like rattle off all of the commitments and do you know what my time is like? I got to be here. I got to be there. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to have two jobs. I got to do that. like. There's so many things that we can rattle off. Like we cannot be hard on the men for the mentality that they have. Mm. Um, but Jesus, but Jesus calls us a to care for the widows and the orphans. Um, but also he tells us to have faith like a child. Like there's so many things that he says, and there's so many lessons that we can learn on generosity, even in, in, in time in resources and what we have. Like when we look at Mary and Martha and, and Martha's running all around the house trying to take care of it, she's stewarding her home. Like let's give Martha a break for wanting to have somebody had to to set the table. Yes. Like Jesus is there and she wants to give him an orderly and beautiful space. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that, but then there's Mary who's stewarding her time. And she says, I got Jesus in front of me. I'm going to sit and I'm going to learn and I'm going to rest. And I'm going to sit at his feet. And like there, there's so many examples. And I, I just feel like there's something, there's something to be said of the child and the widows that are made examples of. And there's also something to be learned from the rebuke that comes to the disciples for the mentality of like, but this was wasteful. And Jesus says, no, it wasn't. Yeah. Like giving to the kingdom is never wasteful. Like giving to God is never wasteful, whether it's your lunch, your money, your home, like whatever it is, it's never wasteful. Like we have to reprioritize. We have to reframe how it is that we're looking at stuff. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. So time and time again, not only in the gospel, but in scripture is, is it the story of like the Lord holding up the one who has nothing, but is willing to give everything. Right. Right. Meanwhile, um, those those who have a lot uh, are recorded in Scripture looking like the painting of the disciples at, at the Last Supper. Like, Jesus just asked the disciples to, like, split the bill. You know what I mean? Like, you ever seen their expressions? Like, so I'm wondering, I'm wondering, like, from y'all, um, uh, testimony. Like, can you attest to the fact that um, when there is time or money that we would categorize as packle, you miss it. But when there's time and money that you have consciously chosen to be generous with, God has been faithful to do something wild with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can just speak on like a, yeah, it'll get there. This is going to seem weird, but like, (laughs) we're with you. We're following you. But like, yeah, me and my dad's relationship has been historically terrible. Hmm. Like he disappeared for years on end when I was a kid. And then when I was a teenager, he went from literally like, uh, that's not politically correct. Uh, I was going to say the name of a Jay-Z song, but he was out here. It's a 50 Cent song, too, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, with uh, Jay-Z songs with Pimp C and uh, UGK and Bun B on the boat. You know what I'm talking about. If you know, you know. 
That was my dad. Then he then he immediately like turned super religious, like out of nowhere, sent me for a loop, like terrible relationship. And even as a Christian, like I guess I had like forgiven him, but I just didn't care to like spend any time with him or like be around him at all because that was just that like. You don't want to spend time with me as a kid. I'm not going to spend time with you as an adult now. So, like, that was my thing. And when my daughter was born, I remember he came to the hospital. And we, like, had this conversation. And I was like, hey, I seen him holding Jada. And it, like, did something to my heart. And I just was like, hey, man, like, the relationship that you have with Jada is going to be totally predicated upon you. I was like, I'm not going to tell her anything. I was like, for all... if for all she knows, like, we're besties. Like, I'm not going to tell her anything negative about you. The relationship that you all have is totally up to you. And it's crazy since my daughter's been born. Like, God's just, like, watching him with her. It's just, like, dealing with me and causing me to be like, hey, maybe he's not that bad a dude. Mm-hmm. And from the little bit of time that we, like, spent together and, like, budgeting, like, small amounts of time like i feel like god has like multiplied healing through like the small the small like step of obedience and giving parts of my time to like get to know my dad and like be friends with my dad and i feel like yeah god is like multiplied like i'm not generally upset with my dad anymore like, I'm legit not generally upset with them. And I really believe that, like, God took and multiplied, like, that time that I, like, budgeted mm-hmm. to say, like, you know what? I actually am going to pick up the phone when my dad calls. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to call him. Like, let's go to a game. Like, yeah, I feel like God has taken that and multiplied that. Yeah. And, like, yeah, given me in that a relationship that I never knew I needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's incredible. I feel like there is, I was just running down this list in my head, and there is not a single minute or penny that I miss or regret that was invested in experiences with other people. So, like, I'll, you know, I'll run down, I'll look at my cash app. Cause you know, like as we as we discussed earlier, like that's where we that's where we put the funds that like we get out of uh, you know when we get paid every couple weeks. Like what's in my cash app is what I get to do. Man, I I look at that. I'll get to the end of that. Like two weeks, it'll be like Monday. We get paid on Wednesday, and I'm like, oh gosh, why did I DoorDash that last Thursday? Like I wish I had that money now. Mm-hmm. But I do not regret any money that has ever been spent on things like. Uh, like taking the kids to Sky Zone, or um, taking taking Sarah and Kaylee and driving out to Pittsburgh to go see John and Ariel, and taking them to get their favorite macarons and go to the zoo and like do that. I I I do not miss that money, and I'd spend it time and time again. Yeah. Like I would I would spend my last cent to like do that stuff with them, and I would have no regrets, and I would like. I, I mean, I, I would just make the sacrifices because I don't, I don't regret any of that. And, um, I, I, what I regret is like when 
suddenly the kids wake up from nap time and I realize I just scrolled Instagram for an hour instead of doing something productive. Yeah. You know, like that's that's the stuff that I regret. I do not miss time or money yep. spent on experiences with people. Man, shout out to shout out to Big Brother Vincent, man. Big Vince. When he was here, when he was here in October, you and I were just talking about oh, this yeah, the other yeah. day, Rach. When he was here in, uh, last October, he shared with us the the idea that, um, you know, he he made it a discipline to no longer spend money on food that he was going to eat alone. Yep. But that if he was going to spend money on food, it was going to be food that he shared amongst community. A shared table. And that has like stuck with me um, because like to just piggyback on exactly what, what both of you have been saying, like, man, if I, if you look at my cash app right now, like I regret the six, seven, eight, nine dollars I spent at <clears throat> restaurants that shall not be named because they're below our standards, bro. I just, Baja I just blast. I'm not going to This relax, man walked in with a Baja Blast. Yo, <laughs> Rachel, come on. <laughs> Yes, I regret the the ten or less dollars that I spent <laughs> at Taco Bell. But you know what is also in there that I, right next to it that I don't regret is I won't say the amount, but the amount of money that we spent with the brothers at Top Golf last week. That was like great. I don't regret a dang thing. Top Golf like, is so fun, and you can't do that alone. And it ain't cheap, but we had a great time. <laughs> but yeah. we had a great time. Like Quite we a had a time. great time. And honestly, like that is that is part of the um, I don't know another word that I want to use. Like it's part of the uh, the privilege, I think, that comes with sitting in the seat that we get to sit in. Uh, Yes, right now it feels like it feels like uh, church budgeting and spending and all that kind of stuff feels like a burden. But you know what I also get to see is I also get to see like where that money goes and the incredible effect it has on our community based on like where that money goes. And so like when I look at when I look at what people attribute and I look at like what we financially contribute to that and I see what God is able to do with that money in our city, I don't regret a penny that we send off the top of our paychecks every two weeks. Like Mm -hmm. I I genuinely don't regret it. Um, And I think that, I think that like my hope in this next season is that, especially as you said, in the areas of time and money that we would be a part of a community um, and yeah, a part of a family that starts to like live into that too and get really, really excited about um, the life that's given, the life that's multiplied, to use your phrase, the life that's multiplied by us being faithful um, to steward our, to be a little bit wiser with our time and with our money. Yeah, so as we're wrapping up, as we're wrapping up episode one, season three here, um, I want you to ask the question to yourself, like, where is my packle? Name your packle. Name the time and the money and the resources and the things that you are just pissing away and you can't locate. Name that stuff. Name that stuff and figure out I what it is. I have a package that... of cards sitting on our front porch waiting for me right oh now. Oh, my gosh. I just, oh got my the, gosh. I just got the notification, like, literally, like, five minutes ago. <laughs> my, my, my packle is sitting to my right. Uh, <laughs> 
I'm on here. <laughs> Listen, name it, name it, and figure out what you can do with it. And 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 please, for my perfectionists that are listening, for the people who have a tendency to beat themselves up to no end, know that we all got it. We all got it. There is not one person in your life that doesn't need to do this. Everybody's got it. So name it and figure out what you're going to do with it. Figure out how you can do better and how you want uh, how you want to relocate and re like you know reassess what you're doing. All right, listen, we'll be back in 2 weeks. It's good to be back. What's up? What's up?